Oh no, what if they could see the hole in my sock? <laughs> I don't think anyone will care. Everyone has holes in their sock. I know, like but I don't want like... anyone looking at the bottom of my toe. For free. <laughs> for free, <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should charge for this episode. But if you see my toe, you're welcome. Not many people get to see my toes, so. Yeah, I never see your toes, and I'm with her all the time. Everyone, welcome back to What They Don't Say. Today, we're going to be taking a little bit of a different approach, a little different style. And we're actually not what they don't say today. This is therapy. This is therapy session. This is our therapy session. Welcome. We're just going to be talking about some stuff that's been going on in our lives because we just, we need to unpack it. You know, there's shit that needs to be said. A little bit of just like relevant what happened this weekend for both me and Shannon. Um, We're going to be taking some deeper dives into the past. You know, we are always supporters of going to therapy, talking to people, and shit can be heavy sometimes, and we wanted to unpack it today with you all because we just love you so much, and obviously you want to hear about all of the depths of our lives, so. Because we're so fascinating. Because we are so cool. All right. That's sarcasm, <laughs> yep. for those who don't know. <laughs> okay, let's let's dive in. It's just been going on. Life is hard sometimes, mm-hmm. and we're going to take a little bit of a break from talking about specific sexual assault stuff, and we're just going to talk about life stuff, because yeah, <laughs> life brings challenges regardless of what you're going through, and I'm tired, Shannon's tired. We've both been having like really random, like weird, depressive episodes. Mm-hmm. My roommate doesn't really listen to the podcast because she's like, I emotionally can't handle hearing about sexual assault, which is totally valid and totally okay. Because sometimes we sit down and I'm like, wow, it would be really nice to have a podcast where you just get like talk about random shit all the time. But, you know, we don't want to become that podcast where all we do is talk about random stuff. You know, we have a goal here. We want to spread the word about sexual assault and everything like that and create conversations about it. But it is tiring. And there we, we have things outside of this podcast that we do and we have other parts of our lives But I also think that like one of the points of this podcast is to recognize that even if we're not talking about something specific to sexual assault, our lives, our bodies, our minds are all systems. And Mm -hmm. so it still might have been impacted by something that had to do with the trauma you went through Mm -hmm. or an experience after the trauma. And so like, yeah, maybe those random depressive episodes you're having that are feel like they're caused by no reason are being caused by some underlying trauma. And it's important to recognize that. So like, even if we're talking about, you know, boys and relationships and like friendships and stuff like that, it all works as a system. Things can impact each other and have a domino effect on each other. And I think it's really important to recognize that. And that's why this is called sexual assault and everything in between. Because all that other stuff might not seem like it's directly relevant, but it doesn't mean it's not connected. We do have bad days or we do have bad moments or just like, 45 minute long depressive episodes mm-hmm. that we don't really understand but they probably are linked to the fact that you have dealt with some sort of like really deep trauma and not to mention the fact that art we do hold trauma in other parts not just our, our body yeah. right and so sometimes it's not just like a memory but it's a response and a reaction that our body has mm-hmm. and maybe we don't quite understand that in the moment but in hindsight we can look back and be like well Maybe that like one thing happened that one day indirectly because of something that I struggled with a few years ago or a few mm-hmm. months ago or a few weeks ago, whatever it might be. So I do want to put that out there because I think it can be hard to have something happen to you or just to feel a certain way and not understand why. Right. 
And I think that's really frustrating, right? Like when you're feeling like really anxious and depressed and you can't figure out why, you feel like even more fucked up. It's really exhausting <laughs> yeah. to sit there and try to like find the root of the problem. And if you can't find the root of the problem, you feel like you can't fix the way that you're feeling. And then that can create a lot of just unhealthy cycles in general. Yeah. It's kind of like when you have something physically wrong and so you go to the doctor mm-hmm. and you don't want them to come back and be like, oh shit, like you have cancer, like your arm is broken, whatever it might be. <laughs> but also you kind of want them to come back with an answer so, so that, that it's can. like you're validated. Like your stomach pain isn't just like, oh, you're it's stressed out. Pain. It's like, no, your stomach pain is being caused by the fact that you are allergic to gluten, you know, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Like you want a reasoning for why you're feeling a certain way and so when we don't get those in the moment when we're feeling shitty it just is so it's exhausting Mm -hmm. it's so exhausting we have experienced a lot of moments like that that are important to talk about and they're important to talk about as a sexual assault victim and survivor yeah from right a, that because sort of, that lens yeah it's it's important to have that perspective on like we could talk about we could talk take a topic about anything random in life mm-hmm. and having it from a perspective of a survivor or a victim i think is really valuable because someone out there might also have that perspective mm-hmm. but not be able to share that perspective with many people so what are you struggling with right now lauren <laughs> oh god where do we begin What's the most, not pressing thing, but maybe something that's been taking up a lot of emotional space in your life? I think our theme today is how being in healthy relationships can actually make you need to go to therapy even more. Mm -hmm. Makes it more important because all of the, all of the little sneaky previous traumas that you have, the light becomes a lot brighter on them when you're in a healthy situation because you can't just be toxic. It's like a fucking magnifying glass. Like you can be in this really healthy relationship and then you do something that is like maybe a little toxic or maybe like a little immature. And then it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, why are you acting this way? Why are you lashing out? Why are you like so angry for no reason? And it's just like in a toxic relationship, it would just turn into like this fucking Big dumpster look. fire. Because it's okay in a toxic <laughs> Because it's okay to like be a bitch or like lash out or say stupid shit or get angry for no reason because the other person's also probably doing those things but when you are with someone who's like actually emotionally mature and you like lash out, i know shannon can speak on behalf of this <laughs> but like and you like lash out and then you're just sitting there and you look like a puppy who has like done something bad you pooped on the floor you like pooped on the floor and you're like your person is just like what like what, I'm so confused. Like, why are you mad? I don't understand what's going on. Like, mm-hmm. I don't understand why you're upset right now. And you're just sitting there and you just like, like you just like want to bark at them because you're angry, but like you have not really a logical reason for being angry. Like you're just taking this like bit of toxicity that's been like hiding in your body and just like exploding lashes. Yeah. Onto a person. And because of that behavior, it's not saying that you can't be upset in a healthy relationship. But if you're with someone who is emotionally mature and who is healthy, that behavior, like, it's not really tolerated because yeah. they don't, they're not interested so like the in fuck? toxicity, in something being unhealthy. They're interested in happiness, making sure that you're loved and cared for, making sure that you're having good communication. And, you know, it doesn't fall into good communication, toxicity, craziness, just being a psycho to be a psycho. So let me guess, you were toxic and your boyfriend was not. Yeah. <laughs> Can you explain what were you doing that was toxic and explain 
just give give us the rundown because our people want context. Okay, I think that like a good example of this would be how petty and stubborn I can be. And so, for example, last week, my boyfriend said, hey, on Friday, I got to work early. I could come drive up, see you. We could hang out. And I was like, awesome. I got off work at four. Like, let's do something. Mm -hmm. And then Friday rolls around. Friday rolls around. And I'm like, well, he hasn't fucking texted me. So like, fuck him. I'm not going to text him. Like, he yes, has to he text me first. He has to be the one that's proactive. Like, I'm not going to be the one that's goddamn fucking proactive. And so I make plans with my friends. Instead of sticking to yes. his plan of initially seeing you. Yes. Okay. And then he makes plans with his friends. And then I'm how like... How dare he? I'm, yeah, I'm like, how, <laughs> how fucking dare he make plans with his friends when he said he was going to come hang out with me? Whereas I'm over here... Making out, plans with your out, friends. Yeah, out drinking with my friends. And like, I... I I literally did the same thing and I was like so pissed off at my boyfriend because I was like I can't believe he didn't text me and like solidify our plans and now he's like out with his friends like how like screw him I was so fucking pissed off and then I was just like well maybe if I had texted him like two days ago and been like hey do you still want to come and hang out none of this would have happened and so mm -hmm. I was just like I was just like pissed off and I was just being super stubborn and super petty so then for the whole weekend I was like I'm not gonna text him like I'm not gonna make plans with him. Oh like he has to. We he are has in to high make school. The plan. Yeah, literally. And I'm like, God, like I'm just. I hate that I did that. But then on Saturday, I was hanging out with one of me and Shannon's friends, who's also friends with my boyfriend. And like, I am like talking him through these mindsets. And he is sitting there, and he was like, Lauren, you just need to get off your fucking high horse. Like, get rid of your goddamn stupid pride. It's not getting you anywhere. It'll probably just destroy your relationship. Yep. And just fucking talk to your boyfriend. Like, it's not a big deal. Like, send him a text. Mm -hmm. Like, literally just, like, send him a text. Give him a phone call. Like, whatever. And I was like, no. <laughs> because it, he needs to know what he did wrong, quote yeah. unquote. Even though he didn't do anything wrong. Well, I would actually argue that he did. Okay. I, I would argue that if you, which I... I have an issue where sometimes my boyfriend and I make plans to hang out, and then when the plans approach, I just pretend they don't exist. But that's a problem for in a, a few minutes. But I think the way that he fucked up was he should have communicated, this is what time I'm thinking I'm going to be there. He should have followed up and said, okay, we talked about hanging out on Friday. What time should I get to your house? What do you want to do? He should have followed up. And so neither of you followed up. And then you just made other plans. And if he decided, oh, actually, tonight would be a really good night for me to spend time with my friends. I haven't spent time with him lately. Then he should have communicated that with you and said, I love you so much. I'm so sorry, but I actually think I need to spend time with my roommate or so-and-so tonight. But I promise I'll be there on Sunday at this time. Yeah, but like in my mind, he knew that Saturday night he was going to see his friends. So like he knew that the one mm -hmm. time he could hang out with me on the weekend was Friday night. Mm. And he, he, and he should have known that, right? Yeah. Therapist Shannon says <laughs> that you both messed up a little bit there, but the other issue is that you were letting this anger about this whole situation fester and you weren't communicating with him that you were angry because some people just genuinely don't even realize that they caused a problem, you know? Yeah. And so if you didn't cause a problem or if you think you didn't cause a problem, then like, how can you even fix it? 
Exactly. And that's the problem. And then you're just being Miss Psycho. Yeah, I was like, well, I'm not going to talk to him. I'm not going to text him. And also, those Saturday night plans with his friends, (laughs) we were invited to that. I like I was personally invited to his birthday party and I was like, I'm not going to go. Because he doesn't deserve to see me. <laughs> yeah, fuck the girl whose birthday it is. Let's like, make it yeah, all about like, me. Literally, yeah. I was like, totally made it about me. And I was like, I'm not even going to go. Because like, I always drive 45 minutes to see him. And, you know, he hasn't texted me. He hasn't even asked if I'm coming. So I'm not even going to go. He hasn't even told me what outfits we're supposed to be wearing because we match. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> we haven't even planned our matching outfits yet. <laughs> but I was just so, like, I was like prepared to ruin my whole weekend because I was feeling stubborn and petty and didn't want to just open my goddamn mouth and have a fucking conversation. Like an adult. Like a goddamn adult. And that's so stupid and you should, don't, don't do that. I don't recommend that. Lauren was angry. We were getting ready to go out (laughs) and she came to my house and (laughs) I was so, I was so pissed off. I was (laughs) Like, I could just see it in you. I What exactly did you say? I think you were saying something along the lines of, like, I'm just not even going to talk to him. I'm not even going to look at him. I'm not going to text him. Like, I'm going to be hanging out with you the whole night, Shannon. Like, I'm not going to be talking to him. <laughs> I'm like, we're going out with a group of friends. Like, part of the fun of doing that is being able to dance with your boyfriend and, like, you know, maybe he'll buy you a drink or something. And, like, I'm not going to buy you a drink. I'll dance with you. But I'm not going to be, like, you know. Damn, I'd buy you a drink. Okay, well... Okay, maybe I would buy you a drink, but <laughs> I'm not, I don't I'm not like running with money right now. So neither. The point is is yeah, you were harboring all of this anger from this one thing and you were dragging it into every aspect of your weekend and in turn, it was probably just actually going to make your weekend a hell of a lot worse than if you had just communicated in the first place. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. We get to the gathering. How did all this end up getting resolved between okay. you and Mustache Man? Is that what we're calling him? I, get, I don't fucking know. Um, I think we call your boyfriend Mustache Man, right? We can today. <laughs> today, her boyfriend is Mustache Man. Man, if he shaves his mustache, we're going to have to really... You're just going to have to break up with him. Yeah, that's I so. Um, that's funny. Though. My, my mom was like, you can't like have a committed relationship with a person if you don't know what they look like without their facial hair. So you need to tell him that eventually he has to shave his mustache so you can see what he looks like without it. And I was like, thanks, thanks, mom. You just don't need to see him. Like, I just think you could go online and find, like, do an AI filter situation and remove the well, mustache. Well, I've seen photos of him without a mustache. That's good enough But it's not, me. I don't know if it is good enough. Well, maybe not for you. <laughs> but he might be afraid of his relationship security if he, if he shaves his mustache yeah okay well anyways anyways. how do you and mustache man resolve all this okay so we show up to this party and i'm fully like he comes up to me and he's like he's like hi baby and i'm like there are flames i am like get away from me no i don't actually say that but there are flames but i'm just like i'm just like hi and then i like kind of just walk away like i'm just so like i'm not and it's not like, here's the thing. This was our friend's birthday party, but there was a lot of people there that we didn't know. No, so like, it's not oh, like, I did not know anyone. I was like, I don't know who these people are, but like. So it's not like you were just able to just walk into a mob of people that you knew. Like you were actively choosing to isolate yourself further by not talking to your boyfriend. Yes. I literally knew maybe five people there in total out of like 30. I was not putting myself in a good social situation, <laughs> but I just like didn't want to like, I was just like angry. So I just like ignored him for a while and I was just, just 
vibing and I was like, oh, like this is kind of stupid. Like he's there. But like he was also like hanging out with someone that I really don't like, which didn't help. Because yeah. then I like didn't feel I felt even less inclined to like spend time with him because I was just like, ugh. For like 45 minutes was just I was just like walking around. I didn't even know what I was doing. I was like yeah. going, I was going pee and I was just like like I talked to like a few people. I was just did not even know what to do with myself. And then finally I was like, okay, Lauren, come on, you can you can do this. Like you can be a grown-up girl, woman. A <laughs> grown-up girl. You can be a, be a girl. big girl. You can be a big girl. <laughs> and swallow your pride and realize that if you just go up to your boyfriend right now and have a nice conversation, the rest of your night is going to be so much better. Also, this is like a few hours after our friend had sat there for three hours listening to you rant and giving you advice. Yes. So this is post-therapy session with one of our other friends. Yeah. And you are still, you, your brain is still trying to, to do psycho girl. Yes. And you're trying to be I'm, big girl. I'm really trying to fight it. Like, I'm having a mental battle. Like, it just just... Lauren, come on, Lauren, like, you, you don't have to be like this. Come on, you can be, you're better than this. You got this. Like, just just talk to him. You, you're fine. You got, like, that is my brain all night long, just going loops. And I'm just, like, really trying to not just, just be super stubborn. And so finally, I'm like, okay, like, I'm just going to go up to him and talk to him. And so I start by just getting near him. <laughs> Step one, if you're upset and being psycho, Get within 10 feet of your boyfriend or your partner. <laughs> yeah, so you, you see him, he's there. You're like, oh, well, like, he's so cute. And, like, I just don't really want to be mad at him. <laughs> <laughs> so now you're kind of, like, having that, like, puppy phase where, like, your puppy does something really bad and you're like, Rrr. but then you see the puppy and you're like, oh, they're so cute. Like, I don't want to be mad at them. So I'm like, I'm, I'm The 10-foot range helps. Yes, I'm easing myself into this. Then I get a little bit closer. I, like, stand next to him. I'm, like, talking to you. He's, like, behind me. Mm. Your butts are touching. <laughs> He's touching my butt. <laughs> my butt's facing him and he's you know appreciating that (laughs) a little behind the back butt squeeze yeah love love that honestly and so like i'm just like you know i'm making my way into the deep end a little bit and then finally he like stands up and i turn around and i look at him he goes you want to play slevins (laughs) (laughs) which for those of you who don't know is quite possibly one of the worst party games <laughs> ever because all you like it's just the fastest route to drunkenness aside from just ripping shots in my opinion yeah so i'm like no no <laughs> i don't so then i re-get like man like he's hammered <laughs> you're sober i'm sober <laughs> and i'm like oh god okay okay like got back up you're fine you're fine a couple more minutes go by and then finally like it seems like he's kind of like done playing the game and he like stands up again and I stand up and I look at him and I'm just like all right Lauren here you go just be 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 mature and so Mm -hmm. he like you know gets closer to me and I say I'm sorry I've been I'm being weird I've had a bad day I'm like okay that's a good start like (laughs) Did you end that there? 
I've had like, a bad day, period. That's not right. And then that. I walk away and then like, keep, just, okay. you know, got to keep up mystique. Now he's standing there and he's <laughs> exactly. like, well, why? Why is she having a bad day? And now he's only thinking now about me. Now it's his me. turn to play investigator, obviously. Yeah. Um, I'm just kidding. No, I'm kidding. I say, I have had a bad day. And he's like, okay, you want to talk about it? And I'm like, you know what? No, like we're at a party. Like we can talk about it later. And honestly, my bad day is because of you. <laughs> No, I did not say that. <laughs> and let's be real. It's not because of him, but I... as influenced I, It's by influenced him. by him, but I think it was more because of myself. It's important to recognize that. Then he goes, I need to go pee. And I go, okay, I'll go with you. <laughs> we're in the bathroom and we're just talking. And he's like, you don't have to tell me what's wrong. I just like want to make sure you're okay. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just feeling like anxious. I feel like this is a lot. I don't know a lot of people. And... I've just had a bad day. So my anxiety is worse, but like, I don't, I don't want to talk about it right now. Mm-hmm. And he was like, okay, sounds good. That's okay. And then we had a good rest of the night. There you go. And it was all because I just said, I'm going to swallow my pride and I'm going to talk to him and it changes everything. It really does. Yeah. It- my boyfriend and I call those data points. <laughs> those are so weird. <laughs> Yeah, my boyfriend and I call those data points. If you didn't listen to episode 18, Handcuffed Curious. But we call them data points because sometimes someone just needs a little bit of information to be able to like make the situation better. And in that scenario, the data point was, I don't feel that great. I don't really want to talk about it, but I just want to let you know, like, there's just something off and that's it. Like, that's a good enough data point for them to not like smother you with a bunch of questions and things like that. You can just get through the night in peace until you're ready to talk about it in the future yeah exactly and it made my night better the next day like we spent all day together we had like a few really important conversations that we needed to have that were by not having them were creating some conflict mm-hmm. that was like really stupid conflict like me basically making a situation worse because i was getting angry about something that he did not understand at all because it was like PTSD type stuff mm-hmm. where like something triggers you and you get really angry and the other person's like I have no idea what the fuck is going on and then you don't tell them what's going on so mm-hmm. then they're just like I don't know what's happening yeah um and we had like a lot of really good hard but mature conversations and I feel like our relationship is in a much better place because of it and it was all because I just fucking swallowed my goddamn pride and said fuck you to my stubbornness which is really hard to do but I, I think once you start to realize that if you are in a healthy relationship that is the most important part of what i'm about to say but if you are in a healthy relationship once you realize that the other person they're not trying to be an asshole they're not trying to make your life worse they're not trying to fuck up they're not trying to mess up plans like they genuinely have the best intentions if they're a good partner once you like really take that to heart it's like, oh, okay, if something is wrong, it's literally because they don't know. That That's the only, one of the biggest causes of those problems. It's just yeah. that they don't know that exactly. they caused a problem, not because they didn't and they're trying to pretend like they didn't. Yeah, and the problem is normally something that is so easily fixable. Mm-hmm. You just have to have a fucking conversation about it. Yeah. And it shouldn't be that hard. But and it is daunting. It, and yeah. Especially if you've had relationships in the past where, you shared concerns and the other person reacts poorly. <clears throat> AKA my last relationship. Anytime I brought up a problem, he would gaslight me. And so I think I've become scared of doing that, but I'm getting better. Hence the whole, you need more therapy if you're in a healthy relationship. 
because mm-hmm. you start realizing all these problems that maybe have been caused by a past relationship or just like a past toxic situation, abusive situation. And then they come out in these ways that the other person doesn't understand because they're like, I don't know like what you, I don't know everything you've been through and how it's impacted you. Mm-hmm. And that was the other thing is that like I sat there with him and talked through ways that like my last relationship fucked me up. Mm-hmm. And he was like, that makes a lot of sense and that makes a lot of sense why you like lashed out at like the x y and z times because you default to like this mindset Mm -hmm. that might not be relevant to your reality but you make it relevant because of something being triggered from a last relationship and it's really hard to not let yourself go there and you have to figure out ways to like ground yourself when you realize that you are not living in reality, you're creating a narrative in your head that doesn't exist. How do you figure out how to ground yourself? Or okay, what do you, so that's what, what we what talked techniques? about. So like one of these things for me is that I have a really hard time remembering that I'm important to people. And I know that sounds like really stupid. That's sad. But I don't think that's stupid at all. I think that's really <laughs> sad actually. Like in my last relationship, it just like seemed obvious that like I was not as important as his friends mm-hmm. and I wasn't a priority in that way. And so now I have a really hard time with that. Whereas like my boyfriend now has a lot of friends. He's very, very social and I'm not even close to as social as he is. And so sometimes it can feel intimidating and he will have all these plans and he, to him, like his friends are his family. Right. And he will go out and like do all these things. And then I'll like wonder if he cares or if he misses me or if he like wants to be with me. And then like, I won't ask him to hang out because I think that he would just rather hang out with his friends. I have mindsets like that. And they're really stupid and they're not grounded in any facts. Right. Like there's no evidence in my relationships to support these thoughts that are going on in my brain. Right. And I think it's just going to be one of those things that takes time. It takes trust building. It takes, you know, learning more about your partner and your relationship and how to like move forward. And we haven't been dating that long. And so I think that first step is was me telling him those things. Mm-hmm. Hey, in my last relationship, I felt really unimportant. And so sometimes I default to that mindset. I'm, I know it's not rooted in any facts, but it's just something that I really struggle with. So that's something I told him. Mm-hmm. And he was like, okay, what can we do about it? Right? Because it's mm-hmm. like, I know that I can work on it. Right. And you're like, I don't know. <laughs> no, but I was like, I can't have this conversation without knowing. So I was like, honestly... For me, it's like I need to figure out how to ground myself in my reality when you're when, when your I'm mind feeling is about all when that. I'm yeah when my mind's going off on all these in all these crazy directions. And so I was like, can you just like text me? Like if you're out with your friends or we haven't seen each other in a couple of days, like can you just like shoot me a text? Be like, hey, I hope you're having a good night. I love you. Yeah. Like literally something so little and so simple as that can just help me like ground myself and realize that I'm being ridiculous. Well, it's and. The thing is, is it's not ridiculous. Like, it would be really cool to be able to just go into your new relationship or the next relationship and for there to be a completely clean slate, but it's so unrealistic. Like, everything in your life builds off of the thing that happened before. After you go to high school, if you go to college, you're building knowledge after that. You know, after someone dies, your life builds after that. Like, everything is compounding in life. And so, of course, relationships are also compounding. That's not to say that you can't sort of like rewire your brain and, you know, remove those bad habits. But from one relationship to the next, if the other relationship was, or the previous relationship wasn't 
a good one and wasn't healthy, like, of course, you're going to carry that into the next relationship. You're a human being. Like you, the relationship that you were in, that's how you were learning to be in a relationship, right? Like yeah. you're kind of relearning every time and you can relearn in an unhealthy, toxic way, or you can relearn in a healthy, good way. Yeah. So it's okay to call it ridiculous because I understand, but also recognize that it's not, it's not ridiculous. It's not silly. It makes lots of logical sense when you think about, you know, I was in a bad relationship for eight months or something. Well, yeah, no shit's your luck. You're going to be taking negative things into your next healthy relationship. Yeah, because that's all the information that your brain processed. And that's like, mm-hmm. it processed it in a way that wasn't great. And so I feel like now I have to figure out ways to let go of that information that was processed mm-hmm. and bring in like healthy ways of processing the new information that's around me. And I think I put pressure on myself to be able to do that immediately. It's like, oh, well, you realize you did that, so you can never fucking do it again. But it's like, that's not how it works. It's going to take time and it's going to take your brain learning and realizing that your partner right now is not doing those things. It's a completely different person. It's a completely different person. And they think you're important. They think you're valuable, like whatever. But it does take time to do that rewiring of the brain. And I think that can be hard and frustrating, but... You need to put positive things in your bank account, in your emotional bank account. Yeah, exactly. So that's what we're working on now. Because if you're in a bad relationship and you go into a good one, you're starting at like negative 50 in your bank account. Yeah. Emotionally. Yeah, exactly. So it takes a while to even just get to base, you know? Yeah. Yeah, dog. Yeah, dog. Okay, well, we've talked a lot about my shit. (laughs) Now we are going to turn our attention to Shannon. (laughs) Shannon, what's going on with you? Wow, where do I start? I've been having, I've had some really great emotional days lately, like days where I just wake up, I feel great, super productive, I'm happy. We love that. And then I've had some days where like I'm still productive and stuff, but I just feel like sad and drained. And I don't know if it's a hormonal thing. Like that's something that I feel like women especially have to deal with is that when there's emotional problems you have to go down the checklist of like okay am I I about to start my period am I pregnant am I like (laughs) just in a weird spot of my hormonal cycle or is it something else going on is it every like all the above well it couldn't quite be all those but I have my period and I'm pregnant (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's I don't really think that's quite possible but so um something that I haven't talked at all talked about at all on here is that I graduated in May And I still don't have like a big girl job. And I work part time for a company that I had an internship with like a long time ago. But the point is, is like I've watched all of my friends graduate from college, get these like awesome jobs that are in the field that they wanted to be in. And a lot of them are even moving to like their second company now. Like one of our friends worked at a big company and now he's going to work at a startup and he's like starting a whole department. Okay. Yeah. Like, but like, but my, but my point <laughs> is, is like, that's what you're told is you're told that you're going to go to college. If you work hard, you'll graduate and you'll get a good job. And I went to college and I worked really fucking hard and I applied to so many jobs before college even ended. Nothing happened. I've applied to hundreds of jobs and I've had one interview And I'm doing all the things, networking, meeting people, cold emails, calls, like all of it. And so something for me is just realizing that there's not like my value isn't in having a job or not. Right. 
And that's really hard because in your early 20s, that's what you're taught kind of is your value is like, what are you doing for work? What sort of career path are you taking? So that's like part one of my frustration is just it's been so many months now and it's so exhausting to fill out those stupid fucking job applications that are different on every website and just to get denied over and over and over again. And some days I'm like, you know, that's okay. Like I just haven't found a good opportunity. Like I would much rather have wait for a better opportunity than settle for something. But then other days it's just a thing of, wow, it would be really nice to like be furthering my career. And so that's thing one, Okay, I guess. Okay, well, <laughs> I think... I feel very vulnerable for talking about that. No, Everyone's no, no. probably like, oh, loser. I don't think, I don't think anyone thinks that. I think that... One, it's really hard not to compare yourself and it can be really easy to sit there and be like, I can't compare myself to all my other friends and what they're doing. But like, it's really hard. It's Mm -hmm. really fucking hard not to because you see people have their successes, you see them have their failures, whatever. It's just much easier to sit there and compare yourself to what everyone else around you is doing. And everyone does this, right? Mm -hmm. Every fucking person compares themselves. And like, it sucks. It really does because everyone has a different path. Everyone's doing different shit. Mm -hmm. Like your path is not going to look like your friends or the person next to you, whatever it might be. And I also, I just, I talked to like a lot of my friends who are like in grad school with me and things like that who are older you know like they're like 31 32 years old so they have gone through their 20s they've experienced those things and they all tell me you know what I wish I hadn't graduated college and been like in a rush to get myself some sort of crazy career job because I didn't have any life experiences Mm -hmm. I didn't do passion projects I didn't do things that I cared about I just all I did was try to get like the best job I could fucking possibly get and then I was unhappy Mm mm-hmm And then I talked to people who graduated college and then they went off and had all these crazy experiences. They didn't jump into like some career that they didn't care about. They like worked some random jobs. They made money in the ways that they could, but they went and had life experiences that they thought valuable. And now as like a 30 year old, they're like, I am so happy I did that. Mm -hmm. I'm so happy that I took my time in my twenties to learn about myself have life experiences, work on things that I really, really care about. Yeah, I had to work some like shit jobs here and there to make money. But at the end of the day, I felt so fulfilled. And they weren't working some corporate job that they hated. Mm -hmm. And comparing those two is really interesting, I think. And it's like, for me, I'm about to graduate from grad school and I'm thinking about what I want to do afterwards. And talking to them has made me feel a lot less stressed because I'll figure it out you'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. A lot of people worked random ass jobs after they graduated with fucking engineering degrees Mm -hmm. because sometimes that's just like what you have to do to take time to figure it out. But like, that's okay. And I just, I don't think that we should be putting all of our value in the jobs that we have. I think that is really unfair. Mm -hmm. Like one of my friends, she works in retail at Patagonia and a lot of her... Um, I know I've told you about this. Like a lot of her coworkers, some of them like worked on Wall Street uh-huh. and they were like, fuck this. I am so unhappy. Moved to Boulder, Colorado, started working at Patagonian retail. They're like, I have time to do the shit that I love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do I make less money? Sure. But I'm happy. Right. And so they took this career that like everyone 
deems like, wow, like you're so successful. You're yeah, you're on a pedestal. Like that's awesome. You're working on Wall Street. You're a finance bro. Oh my god, that's as high as it could possibly get. Mm -hmm. But he was so fucking unhappy. So now he's like working in retail at Patagonia, and he's Mm -hmm. he loves it. Yeah. But then we see that as like, oh well, now you're less valuable. But it's not how it should fucking be. Right. And I, I think it also depends in kind of like the culture. And stuff like none of my friends make me feel bad for not having a big girl job yet. Like all of them are so supportive. Yes, it's enabled me to like be able to put more time in the podcast and things like that. And I'm grateful for that opportunity. But like the culture in the business school that I went to was just so not having a job post-college, like a big girl job was not an option. That was never talked about in like friend groups, classes, anything like that. And, you know, the whole thing was like, we have a 90% placement rate post-college jobs and like, we'll help you get a job and everything. And so it's hard to realize that like, that's not the reality for everyone. That was the reality of, you know, the fishbowl that I was in. And it's just, you know, it's, it's a small battle that I face. I understand that I'm really lucky and blessed to be in the position that I am. And like, I'm not in the streets or anything, (laughs) you know, like I'm okay, but it, it, sucks sometimes and that's kind of all that i want to talk about on that but you're 22 i know i'm 22 and it feels like oh this feels so big right now and i know i'm gonna land on my feet but it's just like fuck man <laughs> like i mean it, it would be nice to be able to be included in the like there's a lot of small things that come along with it like all my friends like oh you know this thing happened at work and this was the small office chat and like things like that and part of me is like yeah i don't have to relate to that cool and the other part of me is like wow i'm not making all of this money and i don't get to talk about like the person the cubicle next to me and this cool person that i met at work today and i don't get to i don't know i don't know i don't really want to talk about this anymore okay well i'm just getting upset (laughs) i know it's okay um it is upsetting but i i do think that like one of our friends who like really loves a podcast you know he told you like hey it's so awesome that you're following your dreams Mm -hmm. And I know that... Shout out. You know who you are. (laughs) Yeah, you know who you are. But make sure you place value in that. Mm -hmm. Because that's really important. Okay, we can change change the subject now. We can talk about something else. (laughs) Um, There's nothing... Like, I'm trying to think about things that are, like, genuinely going wrong in my life. Well, don't have to be going wrong. We can talk about things that are going right. Well, just, like, frustrating things. Like, I think in the future we should do an episode on this, but... You guys can let us know. So this is a reoccurring issue in my life. And it's something that no longer occupies a lot of my thoughts. But it comes up and sometimes I get angry that I'm still upset about it. And this thing is that my last boyfriend cheated on me. And I had never been on that side of things. And it's not like I sit here all day, every day and think, oh, like, that's really frustrating that that asshole did that to me. I don't do that. But just sometimes it comes up and it's frustrating. And then I get like angry. And it's been a while since I got like super angry about it. But when we're at this gathering on Saturday. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense that you got angry. This was triggering. And this girl (laughs) is a fucking bitch. Okay. Well, okay. So without giving like too much context or giving things, things away or whatever there were some girls from my high school that like we ended really poorly like our relationships ended I moved away and it just wasn't a great situation like all of them hated me they thought I was the biggest snake ever and whatever and 
the girl that my ex-boyfriend cheated on me with ends up being in the same friend group as one of the girls from my old friend group, from the girls that hated me. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. That's really unfortunate, though. And, like, what are the odds, yeah. right? And I only know this because, like, you know, you see things on social media, and I, like, saw this girl from my high school in a picture with the girl that cheated on my boyfriend, or che- <laughs> on the girl that my boyfriend cheated on me with. And so I've known it for a long time, but I thought, like, surely I would never run, run into, into these people. Yeah. And, well, it turns out that someone in our group of friends is also friends with the girl that my boyfriend, my ex-boyfriend cheated on me I, with. I don't understand how. I don't really know why either, but it, whatever. So we're at this party on Saturday, and I see the girl from high school, and there's this other girl who's in her friend group who I've also seen on social media. And we, not the girl from my high school, but the other girl, <laughs> I, I've already met her before. This girl is clearly really drunk and, you know, to each their own. And I'm like going around, I'm hugging the birthday girl, I'm saying hello to everyone. And the girl that's really drunk goes, oh my gosh, hi, like I am so-and-so, I go to this college, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I know, like we've already met before. And she's like, oh, okay. At party, that girl, you know, had just reintroduced herself to me, even though we've already met. And it's her and then that girl from high school. And like, I've seen the girl, I've run into the girl from high school a few times. We've like settled things. Like there's no, like, it's just, we're fine. We're yeah, adults There's now. no like bad blood. Yeah, anymore. it's just, yeah, there's no bad blood. So the girl from high school and the other girl come up to me and one of them goes, not the girl from high school. The other one talks to me and she goes, I really shouldn't say this, but um, I'm actually like, best friends with Charlotte and that's the girl that cheated on she had sex with my boyfriend when I was in a relationship with him and I was like yeah I know I know and um for the purposes of the story we're gonna call my ex-boyfriend A and I was like yeah no I know like I did it A like I know that Charlotte had sex with him like I know the whole story like, I'm very aware yeah like I, I'm thanks really, for telling me again <laughs> yeah I'm really fucking aware and she was like God, A is just such a fucking asshole. Like, he just sucks and, like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, I know, I know. And the the conversation continues on for far too long. And that girl from high school is like, hey, you should stop talking. And, and she's like, you would just totally love Charlotte. Like, honestly, you would get along so well with her. And I'm like, I don't really have an interest in getting to know the person that was willing to sleep with someone in a relationship. Like, I just, yeah don't really care and that really sheds a light on her character and i understand people make mistakes but yeah i but it's also, okay just the fact that this girl was like <laughs> she knew that charlotte and a like had had sex while you guys were together like she knew about the old cheating thing yeah. and is standing there and has the lack of self-awareness to be like, oh my god, yeah, like, this girl, like, I know you probably hate her because, like, she was, like, 50% of the reason why your relationship was destroyed. But, like, you would be, like, such good friends with her. Girl, shut, no, no. Just stop. Just like, stop talking. Even if that were the case, it just, it, I don't care. Like, even this if is she not... really was some sort of fucking angel and this was, like, the most out-of-character moment she's ever had in her entire life, <laughs> just stop, Which, dude. that's not cool. Yeah, like, clearly, this is not like the movie The Other Woman with Cameron Diaz. This is We're not going to become best friends and then bamboozle our boyfriend and, like, put Nair in his shampoo yeah, together. Exactly. Like, have this awareness to realize that, okay, this girl Shannon has definitely been very hurt by the situation. And now I'm sitting here being like, well, you should be friends with the girl that, like, fucking destroyed your relationship. Yeah. Come on. And truly, like, I would love to sit down with Charlotte 
and be like, part of me would love to give a, hey, fuck you. But then the other part of me would be like, thank you so much for shedding light on the fact that A was a shit boyfriend and that he wasn't the person that he thought he was. And he won- like was never going to reach the potential. And like, thank you so much for shed- being a part of that that process. But any Hoosiers. So she's going on and she's like, we should send a video to A. And I'm like, oh, I don't know about this. And that, once again, girl, have some self-awareness. Do you really right. think that Shannon wants to send a fucking video of herself to her cheating ex-boyfriend who I she mean, hates? Part of me was like, well, then A will definitely see like, wow, this like, what are the fucking odds of this bitch like meeting the girl that I cheated on her with? Like, I don't know. But she didn't send a video. Everything was fine. And like she walked away and she was like, oh, my God, I love you, girl. Like, I love you. Like we're so good and I was like okay sure but the point of all of this was is um oh she had mentioned also that she was surprised that she was like I thought that you never knew that Charlotte was the one that he cheated on you with I thought you never knew and she didn't know that you knew and this was one of those things where if, if you've ever been cheated on in a relationship you know that it's never just oh I slept with someone else it is there's usually a lot of other pieces, whether it's they were emotionally cheating, whether it happened more than once, whether it's like they said that they were going to be better, quote unquote, and, you know, stop texting the person that they cheated on you with, but they actually didn't do that. Like there's just always this collateral damage and these like pieces of shrapnel that are a part of being in a relationship with the cheater. And I had pretty much discovered all of those because I broke up with him over a year ago. And her saying that, like, Charlotte, like, never knew that you knew was just one of those pieces of shrapnel where I realized, oh, yeah, A had said that he was done talking to her. A had come to my window drunk as fuck in the middle of the night and knocked on my window and said, I'm, I've never, like, I'm never talking to her again. Like, I've already told her I'm not talking to her. Oh, well, that's actually not true. And not that I even, like, his character, I'm so far beyond that. Like, I am in a way better, happier place But just one of those pieces of shrapnel just kind of like, you know, taken to the gut once again. It just, you know, it opens it all back up in a way. And not in a way of, it's not the same type of pain that I felt before. But it's just like, fuck. Like, I I feel bad for my, my previous self. I feel bad for how sad I was after that breakup. I feel bad that I still wanted to be with him after he cheated on me. And then it just kind of reminds me of all of those thoughts and that's kind of like something I was thinking about today and maybe not the reason why I was upset today but just it could be kind of going on in the background I think that it's really normal that this shit like hurt your feelings right like this whole experience was so fucking painful like when you love someone yeah when you love someone when you trust someone and then they go and do something that just betrays everything every part of your relationship that you loved that you trusted everything is just thrown out the window when someone cheats on you and so that was such an extreme pain and even though it was over a year ago in trauma years that's not that long true you know what and I mean? also like the fact that my ex-boyfriend posted me on a video of me on his oh yeah instagram excuse me like literally like a oh, week ago it, it was in january it was like 2023 recap and I was in one of the videos, like the second video. And why? Like, why? <laughs> like, and it's probably because 
I, I don't know why. It, it's just one You're of those things where- to get your attention. Yeah, like I don't want to put energy into thinking about it. Like my boyfriend is so great now and I know it's probably really annoying to hear like for everyone, but you know, there's always those stupid TikToks and Instagram posts that are like, find someone who will heal the wounds that someone else caused you. And that's like literally my boyfriend. Like he really is that. And he has helped me like learn what actual trust is and sort of like helped me with communication. And I have no fears at all ever about him talking to anybody else or cheating on me or anything. And so like, I don't want to put energy into this past trauma, but sometimes it pops up and it's frustrating because you don't want to give them any power. But the fact of the matter is, is like, you know, this person hurt me at one point in time. Yeah. And so it's going to it's going to occasionally it's, take it's up gonna, some space. It's going to impact you. And it's really hard. <sighs> like we talk about this, right? When you exp- like when you talk about healing from um, like sexual assault, right? It's like, oh, well, like if I'm angry, if I'm upset, then I'm giving my assailant power. But it's like you need to be upset. You need to get pissed off because that's how you're going to heal. Mm-hmm. And so like even though that was a long time ago and you have healed leaps and bounds from then, like you are still healing in certain ways. Mm-hmm. And so part of that is going to be just getting pissed off sometimes, especially when some girl comes up to you and is like, I know Some Charlotte. girl that I don't like, know. Yeah. And it's just like, let's send a video to your ex-boyfriend who cheated on you. Like, then that's going to bring up shit. And you're going to be like, well, mm-hmm. fuck that. Like, yeah. it sucks. But I do think that is just like part of those things where even, you know, over a year out, you kind of have to deal with mm-hmm. in order to heal more and to get into a better place. Like, we, we all do that. We all think about people Mm -hmm. who wronged us like i think about my ex-boyfriend who was a piece of shit sometimes and i don't want to do i don't want to think about it but i know that like i'm still healing from that so i'm i i'm still gonna get pissed off sometimes yeah that's okay yeah and just like giving yourself that grace and i don't think that that girl meant to cause problems or torment in my life i think she was honestly maybe like trying to have a connecting like girl moment of like fuck this guy you know but as you were saying in order to heal you first need to feel and that's something that I need to remind myself. Yeah, trademark that shit, everyone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the only healing is through. And to get through it, you got to fucking feel it, which sucks. But it's just a part of life. Here we are. The final thing that I want to talk about is something that if any of you guys are Caller Daddy listeners, then you've probably seen you know, Alex Cooper talk about this on her TikTok or something. Alex was talking about how everyone like who works out. Oh my God. I knew like, you were going to say yeah. this. <laughs> she, she was like, yeah, you know, people love working out and they get endorphins and blah, blah, blah. And, I, you know, I spent a lot of my life. I was an elite level athlete for a long time. You know, I worked out like six hours a day, every day, six days a week, whatever. And then post post ice skating. I took up weightlifting for a while. Like I, I, I've moved my body. Like I've had periods post skating where I've taken care of myself from a workout perspective. And I've really fallen out of that probably since like maybe April of this year or excuse me, April of last year. (laughs) And like, I don't really work out anymore. And whenever I do work out, I don't feel good. Like I don't get the endorphins. I don't like it. And that's partly probably because I'm not as strong as I used to be. So, you know, you're getting sore more often. It's not as fun to lift, to to curl 10 pounds as it is to bicep curl 25 pounds. Not that I've ever been able to do that. But <laughs> the point yeah. is, is like, I just, I don't like working out. And like, I feel like all I do is I wake up 
at like 7 a.m. and I sit at my laptop and I work and then I work on the podcast and I apply to jobs and I feed myself and then I go to bed. And that's fine because I'm being really productive in these other areas of my life. But physically, I kind of feel like not garbage, but I don't feel stellar. And that's frustrating because I don't want to work out, but I just want to look hotter. Okay. 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 I like this. I like. I think this is a good conversation. <laughs> First of all, I don't think anyone feels good when they work out and they haven't been working out consistently. I think feeling good when you work out and when you're in the gym or even like feeling good after you've worked out, that shit takes months and months and months of like consistently That's working horrible. out. I don't want to Until do you get to a point where you're like, wow, I feel so much better after I work out. I feel like those like first like six months of you like working out consistently, you don't feel like that. You are like, fuck this. I don't want to go to the gym. This sucks. I'm going to do it anyways. And you're like, it's just, it's all about showing up. That being said, if you hate weightlifting, don't fucking weightlift. Like but I, I think like, like there's I don't like running. But hold on. I don't like biking, sorry. <laughs> but like I think that there's this idea that like working out has to mean you are running. You are going on bike rides or you're like lifting weights. And I have like gone through a lot of different kind of journeys with working out and being in shape and like I'm very small. It's really hard for me to put on muscle. I like get really frustrated. I also have like really bad body dysmorphia. Like if I put on weight, I start to convince myself I'm fat and then I stop eating. Like I have a very like tortured relationship with like trying to put on muscle and things like that. And something that like I've been trying to kind of train my brain into thinking about is that the way you move your body and the way you choose to exercise, it's a culture that you create for yourself and it's just a part of your life that you create for yourself instead of this like really annoying extension mm -hmm. and so for a lot of people they're like i have to go fucking weight lift like i hate it so much it makes me so miserable but i have to and i'm like no you don't like find something else where you can move your body and it can keep you in shape but it doesn't make you want to off yourself every time you do it mm -hmm. and so a lot of that can just be my balance like some people really like having all their workouts every week look really different, right? And like some people, that's why maybe they decide to like, maybe they do like biking and swimming and running. And so like they do that. And it's like a very different workout every day. It's like one day they swim, one day they run. Like it never looks the same. Um, some people like really like to do CrossFit workouts because those can be really different and really unique. I don't, like I'm not saying that like everyone likes to do these things. I hate doing all those things. The point is it's variety. But the point is, is like, trying to bring in variety into what you're doing so that it's more of like a way of life and like a culture you're bringing to yourself instead of something that just feels like something you have to constantly do and it makes you miserable. For me, like I really, like I live, really love rock climbing and that has been a way that I bring variety into the ways that I exercise, but it doesn't have to like look like all the stereotypical things that like everyone does. It can really be, it can really be anything. And I think there's also a certain type of pressure to like work out at a certain level. Maybe one day you just go for a 20 minute walk. Like you just get your body moving and you just like one foot in front of the other. Like it doesn't have to be some, I'm going to run 15 miles and or I'm going to lift, like I'm going to fucking deadlift however many pounds. I feel like there's this pressure that if you work out, you have to do it at like such a high intensity especially where we live because mm -hmm. we live in a place where recreation is really vital in our culture and it can put a lot of pressure on like the 
capacity you do things. And so I think that like it takes time, it can take years to figure out what are the things that I really like to do to move my body mm-hmm. that don't make me feel stressed out or pressured or like any of those types of things. And I think everyone struggles with this. And it's not something you're going to figure out in a couple weeks or a couple months. Like it really does take time. So for people out there that do struggle with this, like try to make it something that is just like a part of how you live your life instead of something that is an extension that you like have to hook up to yourself. And so I should get a a standing desk with a treadmill underneath it. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> but like I'm not gonna do that. But I, I see your point. And yeah. I think the bigger step is is for me, I just like don't move a whole lot anymore. And I know that's not good for my mental health. Like I know it's probably mm-hmm. playing a factor in some of these off days and things like that. And so just going on a walk, even if it's just walking up and down my stairs in my apartment, like that's a good start. Um, just moving a little bit more, I think would be helpful. But beyond that, maybe this is a niche thing. This is definitely coming from a place of privilege. But when I was skating, my workouts, like I worked out with a trainer. And so, you know, when I was strength training, three to four times a week, I would be going in and someone would already have the workout laid out for me. I'd ha- I already had a diet plan. I Not only was I moving a lot in the ice rink, but I was moving a lot out of it. And everything was curated for me. I didn't have to make any decisions. And like, I always had that piece of accountability. Like there was never, like I was never working out without someone telling me what to do. And so obviously I've been out of that world for a long time and I've learned that I am capable of going to a gym and like I know what to do and and everything like that. But I think there is sometimes still just that residual. It's a lot harder to be the person to, it's a lot harder to not have someone telling you what to do. It's a lot harder to have to like hold yourself accountable. And yeah, you can get accountability partners and whatever, but you can't always have that all the time. Right. And so it's kind of just, learning how to unlearn that aspect of it as well yeah and it would be really cool if i could just have someone telling me what to do all the time but i can't and that's okay because that's what most people live with yeah i mean going from sports whatever sport that is and having those training plans and you know being like well i have to do this yeah um to kind of figure out your own fitness journey can be really difficult and really hard um honestly like i have a lifting app that tells me what to do every day what app is it? I can, I'll tell you after. Oh, I was going to say you could shout it out. Oh, well, I could shout it out, but, um, it's called culture of motion. Cool. Um, and I really like it. You can, it like, there's like levels to it. So you can make it as like hard or not as hard as you want or as many days a week as you want. So like I do four days a week. Um, and one of those days is like active recovery. So it's like, go walk for 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. The workouts aren't very long. And you can also modify them. So like if you're in a really busy gym and all you want to do is dumbbells, then then you can just do that. Then you can just do that. And I really like that because just being busy, like I don't, it's hard for me to plan my workouts, but if I have something just being like, hey, this is what you're going to do today, then I'm much more likely to do it. Mm-hmm. I also think that when you're first starting to like get back into the gym or whatever, I it's so much about showing up for yourself. You can literally be like, I'm going to go to the gym today for 20 minutes. After 20 minutes, like I'm just going to leave. Mm-hmm. And that's fine because then you're just like building up that consistency and you're building a habit. Whereas you're just like, I'm just going to show up mm-hmm. and I don't have to stay that long. Like I'm just going to show up. And then I feel like that helps kind of build that and get you into like a mindset of like, yeah, I can fucking do this. Right. Because the first few months are like really hard. Like those are the hardest to like mm-hmm. build that and like build that consistency. And like, I struggle with this. I think everyone struggles with this, but I I do think that 
there are ways that you can make working out not feel like such a burden. And I, and like you were saying, I think it becomes less of a burden over time. And so like, there's this soft squishy side of things of like, yeah, be nice to yourself. I definitely think like, don't do as much when you're first going back into the gym. Yeah. Take it easy. Because if you just get incredibly sore, then you're not going to want to like go back. It's going to be super hard to work out the next day. Um, But then on like the flip side of things of kind of being harder on yourself is I think about people who have literally like no time, like Mr. Beast. Everyone out there probably knows who Mr. Beast is. I told Lauren about him the other day. If you don't know who he is, he's someone on YouTube. He's like the second biggest YouTuber of all time. And he basically lives and breathes YouTube. Like he, no one is doing what he is doing. And he works out for an hour almost every day. And like if he can do it, when I know that every minute of his day is taken and he's built in time for it, then I can fucking do it too. And on the other side of things, it's like, I don't want to be a decrepit 40-year-old person who never moved their body in their 20s, so they never established a routine. And so fucking get up and do it, you know? Yeah, but it can also be, like, doing bodyweight workouts in your apartment. Yeah, like, I don't need to, yeah. Like, you don't have to go to, like, a crazy, busy lifting gym. Mm -hmm. You really don't. Mm -hmm. Like, you can get yourself in shape in your own apartment and not have to, like, deal with that if that is something that, like, gives you anxiety or stresses you out a lot. Like last semester, I wasn't lifting very consistently because I was really busy. But I don't think is an excuse. I think that's like, at least for myself, I don't think that's an excuse. I think like I just was overwhelmed, whatever. But when I started to like get back into the gym for the first two weeks, I just did one round of everything. Oh, like one set? Yeah. That's a good idea. And so it was like, it didn't feel overwhelming. It was like, all I have to do is like, I just have to do like one round of front squats and then like I can do one round of this and one round of that and then I'm done like I'm literally in here for like 20 to 30 minutes max mm-hmm. it feels so attainable mm-hmm. instead of being like I have to do four rounds like all this stuff I'm gonna be in here for two hours like I don't know where all the equipment is like I don't know where the machines are like I'm so stressed out like it allows yourself to like ease your way in mm-hmm. so literally going at it from a perspective of do something that you actually somewhat enjoy doing. You don't mm-hmm. have to enjoy it a whole lot. And I'm saying this mainly for myself and you guys, but mainly for myself. Like finding something that doesn't make you want to blow your brains out when mm-hmm. you think of it. And then putting in like a time limit on it, like putting a 20 to 30 minutes or a rep limit on it mm-hmm. or a set limit on it. And just showing up. And showing up. And like I, when I, like I've had a lot of different in and out phases with the gym, but when I was getting back into it, a long time ago or a few years ago, like my sophomore year of college, I said, okay, I can go to the gym for 10 minutes. And if I, after 10 minutes, I still don't want to be there, then I'll just come home. Like, Mm -hmm. that's okay. But the point of all this is, is if you guys are struggling with working out or like you want to get into it or you want to get back into it, just know that I'm right there with you and you and me are on the struggle bus together and we just need to take it slow, be nice to ourselves, but also remember that like it's not a time issue. It's a priority issue. And it's a just like putting a little bit of a fire under your ass and finding a way to get yourself to move your body. Because at the end of the day, yeah. that's what's the most important. Yeah. And, and I'm if, struggling too. <laughs> yeah. And if anyone needs like motivation or advice, support, like you can DM us, you can email us. Cause like we've been there and I've been there. I also used to be a strength trainer. So like me too. I did assistant strength trainer. I do but. know some things. Mm-hmm. Shannon probably does too. Yeah. Um, but it 
I do think it's really important to exercise and move your body. I think that is a vital part of life. And I think it's a vital part of healing from things and um, improving your mental health as well. Sorry. What? I'm thinking about how there's, um, I'll link it in the show notes, but there's this podcast that literally all they do is they take super motivational clips oh my god and yeah. they put them into like 30 minute episodes or like 10 minute episodes and it's those videos of people like get up don't you want to fucking grind don't you want greatness like you are greatness like those really aggressive things i actually i should get back into listening to those in the morning because i used to listen to them while i would take like, a cold shower fire you up and you're like yeah like i i can tackle the fucking yeah. world let's go they're kind of cheesy but Honestly, when someone is yelling at you with a really motivational saying, I think it kind of helps. So I'll, I'll link it in the <laughs> description of this episode. Yeah, I agree. That was a lot. And we just talked about like a lot of random shit. I'm sure we'll like dive deeper into some of that stuff in other episodes. Mm-hmm. But let us know what you guys thought of this episode. Yeah, we just need a therapy session. We need to talk about shit. Just so thanks whack. for letting us have the space to do that. Yeah, save spaces. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Um, Give us a follow on wherever you're listening to this, whether that's Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Um, It really helps us like know if you actually want to keep listening and helps us like produce more episodes and things like that. It's motivational. It is motivational. We like to know that people like what we're talking about and find Mm -hmm. it helpful and comforting. Absolutely. Um, If you want to send us any questions, if you have an episode idea or a topic that you want us to talk about, send us an email at what they don't say the podcast at gmail.com follow us on tiktok we post a lot of like our clips from episodes on there and some other things instagram all that jazz official yeah we love you guys so much we hope that you sit down and have a therapy session of your own this week whether that's with a professional or a friend or your mom or dad or your mirror or your dog i don't know a wall whatever helps yeah (laughs) a bottle of wine sometimes just talking but sometimes i talk to myself and it helps me think through things yeah it's true your journal yeah yeah we love you we hope you have a great rest of your week and catch you on the flip side Cheers. cheers